Welcome to Bonehead Weekly, where you guys... What? That was the most low-energy welcome to Bonehead yeah. Weekly you, ever. I'm sorry. You try to take us And off. you wonder why Ready our views are taken. Go, change. Welcome to Bonehead Weekly. This week, we'll be talking about things and also stuff. Thank you. That better. Yeah, what you got? A little more energy. Yeah, welcome. Let's get fucking started. I'm there sorry. you go. There you go. Oh my god! I, you all both I'll have to cut out. All right. Well, you all we'll... both are the lowest energy people since I don't know Johnny Low Energy. Do we have a I clip? Really Can we cut away? Welcome to Bonehead, everybody. We that works. That works too. We're here stuck with our families. We're not like you who gets to go out and gallivant and have all the yeah. energy in the world. I work in my office at least 70 hours a week. Which it kind of looks like your bookshelf is tilted. Yeah, it's not tilted. I've been pulling books for research. I'm trying to get this book deal finalized. Your bookshelf, folks. If you're on, if you're listening, for some odd reason, every all of you just went to YouTube the last two weeks. Probably because I mean we did have guests, and then we talked about something highly visual. Now we didn't show any of it, but we (laughs) We talked about show any of that shit. And movie posters bombed audio. The, the actual podcast, but the video YouTube version was one of our biggest YouTubes in forever. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. welcome to Bonehead. You don't care about our problems. Here's what I'd like to talk about today. It's time to turn out the lights. It's time to put on makeup. It's time to light the lights. lights. Do y'all not watch this show. Are oh, we talking man. about a show y'all have never I seen know. before? It's time to get things started. On the Muppet Show tonight. Night. So Chad and I were, and for all of you all that showed up for Fall Fan Fest, thank you so much. We uh, it raised players, money for Eastern yeah, Kentucky ten thousand over ten thousand dollars. Over I ten thousand dollars. Uh, Credit Chad. to the Greers. I wanted to say this during a show. What the hell did he start doing this, Chad? I don't know. I think I'm sorry, he, I'm I just think trying to bring thinking, some energy back. I was going to say I'm thinking that he thinks that the reason our show's tanking is because he needs to he needs to put that drive in. He needs to get us moving again and James is the only one that can bring him back. No. I'm literally it's literally that that my sole purpose is to be a pessimist and to doom us all. I got salt in my finger. Um So anyway, moving right along. How much did we raise? free. Ten thousand over ten thousand. over ten thousand dollars. I want to give credit to the Greers, like James just said. They 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 took the cash and gave it all to the Eastern Kentucky Fund Relief for all the door sales. So that was great. And they were a little short of ten grand. And he made an announcement what about thirty minutes before closing. Yep. And we went over ten ten grand, which means a lot of vendors gave some money. So kudos to those folks kudos to everyone that went out and did that i i uh, had a except for one bad incident i had a really good time there of a two bad in, well one bad incident and then one thing that was like a fly buzzing you're like flies but vigo say, like flies to vigo is you're but the buzzing of flies to vigo well, we're not going to talk about that incident but a uh, shout out to our friend uh clay and his son jackson hope he's feeling better we had a really good time Actually, I think I had almost a better time than I did two year, three years ago. The last time we did it, Chad, and we talked, and we actually, at the end of the day, I don't, we hadn't told James this. We talked to more people than we think we did three years ago. Yeah. Even though I think Jared Greer should burn because he gave us a shitty, shitty place for our table. <laughs> and man, it was like the Arctic in that one spot. <laughs> I don't even care about the Arctic. Oh no, I like the Arctic, but in my mind, by the way, you all were in the men's room when you said it was the worst place ever. Like... It was, well, at least when you got a lot of traffic there. 
that's true but 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 the... yeah it's still pretty shitty anyway i do appreciate the careers thank you so much so we're talking about the muppets today while we're down there chad and i their people are asking us questions and i was really good about barking and getting people to the table and then sucked about explaining the show that's what chad was much better about once we got once the fly had attracted them to the blah 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 i don't have a good analogy or once the the uh, the honey had attracted the fly you want to try that one because no, honey really work how did you both, get so fly to say to quote danny lewis my father if you're honey the bee sure did shit the bee gum <laughs> i have no was, idea what any of that means that was just words that that's, was just that's, words. that's what sentences are made up of chad they're words you put a string of them together and if you do it just right it's a sentence that fine that is, that is like a sausage a sentence sausage is what that was that's what that was i've got your <laughs> scented sausage in my paints by the way if you're if you're listening right now i'm holding a, i'm holding a genuine genuine kermit the frog phone why don't you Hello? plug it in and see if it actually make you can make a call? Because he doesn't have a well, landline. Well, if I do, it talks to my dead grandmother on the <laughs> Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, there you go. Yep. We're huge Muppet fans, right? Yeah. Yes. One of my favorite. By the way, I'm so excited for the, uh, speaking of Muppets, the Electric Mayhem series. And I want to say, once again, if you go back on Twitter and look about four years ago, I went, oh my God, why don't they do a wall card with the Muppets and do the origins of the Electric Mayhem? So I want to say, I call Where's my check, Disney bitches? No, actually, that's what I'd like to say. Actually, though, I'd just be just as happy if they said, hey, here's some free swag for mentioning it and continuing to pro promote the electric mayhem i was gonna say uh with the muppets um with me that's like one of those memories i have of there's two shows where i can fit like emotionally remember that when on the weekends when they came on i was actually depressed when it got to the end because i knew i had to wait a whole nother week to see another episode and so whenever i saw that guest come up in front of that curtain and the band started to play I would actually get physically sad because I'm like, I just watched 30 minutes of pure um, awesome programming and I got to wait a whole nother week. By the way, if you're curious what the second one was, it's Pee 60 minutes, he still misses Andy Rooney. No, it's, it's, it was Pee Wee's Playhouse. Whenever Pee Wee brought the bike out, um, I knew the show was over and I'm like, well, he oh, parked man. it in the bottom of, I don't know, whatever, the Alamo. I don't, what, what, I don't <laughs> even know anymore. I enjoyed that, that. But yeah, those are two shows I fondly remember of being like emotionally, uh, upset about the fact that it was over and i had to wait another week to see well, another episode I, similarly it's one of the few shows i can remember like there were probably only two or three shows that my father would would stop and watch with us when we were kids he didn't he didn't have a lot of uh he didn't mind animation Both. one um but he, he there was like he didn't get into the simpsons he didn't get into any of that um he liked animaniacs and he liked the Adams family, the old school Adams family. So the original, um, with John Hassan. And so that those are the ones that have that kind of place in my heart because mm -hmm. I can remember my dad, like if he was working and it, oh the Muppets are on, he'd be like, I'll take a break. And he'd watch it. And so uh yeah, I have a similar kind of nostalgia for it. But also, quite frankly, as I've gotten older, I've learned to appreciate how funny and sometimes risque they can even be. Oh yeah. And and so it's one of those things that you watch as a kid and you love them because they're the Muppets. You watch as an adult and you're like, they got away with some stuff. Let's talk a little bit about the Muppets. The Muppets have been around since 1955 and they started with a guy named who? 
Bob Slapperjaw. That's absolutely right, Jim Henson. Sam and Friends. It was started in local Washington, D.C. broadcasters. Mobs have grown, and then they grew, and then they grew. And it was a lot of advertising, too. Yeah, it was mostly, be- like, didn't they first get in a coffee commercial or something like that? That's I think that's right. But it, what it's fascinating to me is that Jim Henson actually struck it rich with the Muppets early because you're both right. They did a lot of ads, and most of the time it wasn't Kermit. You think of Kermit as Ralph the dog. Ralph, it was dog food, Perina. He oh, was yeah. the mascot for Perina for a while. So, actually, I can't remember if it's, a, and I couldn't find this or not, and it's in a documentary I watched. When he graduated from college, because he finished his college degree, he showed up in a Rolls Royce. Am I remember, yes, that, remembering that? If if you, that if yeah, if you watch, um, there is a PBS series called uh, In Their Own Words. Mm-hmm. And matter of fact, they re-aired the one that a certain queen did. That's right, Freddie Mercury. No, the other one. Um, Elton John. But, uh, no, the 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 one that died. Um, but, Freddie Mercury. <laughs> but that being, I knew it was going to come back to haunt me. But that being said, they did want Jim Henson, and it tells that story. And it they they talk about, um, you know, his his first wife. Uh, I guess I don't know if that was his only wife. I'm, I'm not sure to be honest. I, uh, I think that's his only wife. I think he was a Christian scientist, which we'll get into later of what killed him. Yeah, yeah. But it was one of the things that comes up um, is that, I mean, they really were in some ways made for each other because she had that, they had a similar spark. If you watch that, that PBS uh, in their own words with Jim Henson. Uh, where they use quotes from him and things like that, and then they tell the the history. And and one of the stories they tell, the reason it reminded me of it is is exactly what Joe said. They showed up to his graduation in that Rolls Royce that he had went out and bought. Um, yeah, he was yeah. making he was ma- he wasn't making a living. He was making a damn good living right out of the gate, and he stumbled. I shouldn't say he stumbled, but he, in a sense that when you're 20, 21 years old, what else can you call it of just finding your niche and what you're going to be known for, for the next 35 years, he passed on in 1990, actually. And I'll talk about this really quick. He passed on in 1990 from strep throat and he was raised a Christian scientist and did not care for going to doctors and didn't go to doctors. As Michael Eisner said, and if you know anything about broadcast or movies or whatnot, Michael Eisner's pretty important guy. He ran for Disney through the 80s. Michael Eisner said, you know, all he needed was a shot of penicillin 24 hours beforehand, and he'd still be with us. Well, yeah, yeah. Within reason, you know. Well, and that's what I, in, the, in, the, in their own words, I think they said that literally it could have been a difference if he would have been an hour and a half earlier like it's not even we're not talking a day that if he would have just went a little bit early mm-hmm. and and so you know you gotta remember strep throat is one of those fun flesh-eating diseases so and if it goes unchecked most people can fight it off to a certain extent but if you get a one you can't fight off you're your host yeah that's yeah. the reason why we we over prescribe and that's a whole other episode of we over prescribe <laughs> tell me we do an episode about over prescribing medication and antibiotics, but they do come in handy. It's it's kind of like yeah. a nuclear effect of you should use them when you need them. Anyway, so it's a tragedy that died in the 90, in 1990. And I want to go back to the origins, but gentlemen, you were talking about, Chad was talking about one of his saddest 
memories is when the show was over. I don't have that quite a bit. I think I discovered them later because I didn't actually watch Sesame Street growing up. I discovered them more as I got a little older. And then I loved Muppet Babies. It's probably the first thing I saw before I saw the Muppet show. I saw them. I'm, I, I watched them both. I, the reason I watched Muppet Babies is because of the Muppet show. So, yeah. I didn't get the Muppet show until after Muppet Babies. But one of the saddest things in history to me is when all the Muppets are gathered around and it's a little thing that they did after Henson died and they start talking about who, who was Jim Henson. There used to be a guy that came here. Yeah, you know, what happened to, I mean, it's it's a very, like they do it in a way that it's still approachable, but it's really. Yeah, it's tough because he gave so many people their childhoods. And the Muppets is obviously a huge part of my childhood. And it doesn't just start with the Muppets. I mean, it's Sesame Street. It's also Fraggle Rock. Rock, yeah. Yeah. I, you wouldn't have these things if it wasn't for Jim Henson. And I didn't mean yep. to talk just about Jim Henson. But it, it all started in 1955, and he hit it big. And mainly, it was selling shit. They were used for his commercials. The Muppet Show did not come along uh, until 1976. And it only lasted five seasons, nineteen seventy six. But that that was I mean, that was his choice to walk away from it. I think that's one of the big things that we need to mention is that Muppet Show could have kept on trucking and he more or less said, We've done it. We've done the show. We've we've proven this works. I want to go on to other things. Right. And I mean, uh sixty nine, I didn't realize people would you say? Yeah, giggity. Sesame Street was from all the way back to 69. Did you guys know that? Sesame Street, yeah. Some odd yeah. reason in my head it was like the mid-70s, even though I watched HBO did, uh, last year did a great, was it so many anniversary of 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 it, and if you get a chance, you can check that out. It's 50th, yeah. It was, I mean, 2019 would have been, or sorry, 60. It would have been the 60th. I suck at math. That's okay. But it was fun, and I enjoyed it, and I, they showed some of the classic ones. But anyway, well, also another thing that I find fascinating is the Muppet Show was shot where, guys? England. England is it? It got turned down everywhere here, which it blows my mind now. Uh huh. That he took it to NBC, CBS, ABC, and they all like it just won't work. Yeah, they shot it in the UK at L Street Studios, and the, it was on ITV. And it's at a height at, at its high point. It was 14 million people tuning in on Sunday early evening slot. Yeah, that's a, yeah. And the guest lineup for the Muppet Show. I well, it, an overused term, but a murderer's row. What, but you know, one of the things that, that they talked about early on is even getting guests. Like if you watch the first season, it's it's not as noteworthy. And I'm not belittling any of the talent because no. it's a, it's still uh, in retrospect. I will I will belittle one person from the first season. Who? Florence Henderson. Why? Oh, I just couldn't stand her. I and those yeah, you need to watch it. The, especially her musical performance where she's doing a serious musical performance where she's walking through these woods. The song is just atrocious. She can't. I don't feel like she can sing, yeah. and it and it just keeps show, it keeps dissolving into like a full frontal face. Uh, her while she's it it is it is a bizarre, bizarre, uh, performance, and it just it it rattles me every time I watch it. So, but that's the only that will be the only criticism I make about the Muppets is the Florence Henderson episode. But but you know, but again, originally they had there were some concerns about who are you going to get to do this show. But then, as Joe said, 
once the people realized, oh, this is going to be a thing. Well, it was what happened was is the show was then syndicated because of the success in England to U.S. And that actually, and I was reading up on it, is when you start seeing more of the talent it attracted a bunch of because it then became a hit in syndication in the U.S. Here <laughs> is just a highlight. Roger Moore, Liza Minnelli, Julie Andrews, Elton John, Liberace. Bob Hope, John Cleese, Gene Kelly, Diana Ross, Debbie Harry. This list goes on and on. And by the way, they're leaving out Alice Cooper, Vincent Price, yeah, Roger I, Miller. I, I don't know why you mentioned Liberace about fifth on that list. Because that's how they had them listed when I was also reading. Liberace. You, I think so. You kids today don't under, but Liberace was a cultural. T- I mean, really. Oh, I know, but that's just one of those. That's one of those. Er- Him and Lawrence Welk. I don't get it. <laughs> Uh, no, Lawrence Welk. A I don't get tiny it. bubbles and a little bit of uh, the. Bu- I mean, now forget it, forget it. Drugs and tiny yeah, don't, bubbles. Don't, don't go there. One toke over the line. A lovely hymn. Sweet One torque over the line. One torque performed. What performed on the Lawrence Welk show? Because since it mentioned Jesus, he assumed it was a hymnal. <laughs> or a hymn. Sorry. And the next thing is not to. I'm we're glossing across this. I didn't realize that the Muppet movie was made during the run of the Muppet show. I don't, in my head, you know, I never really thought about it. It came out in 1979 and the great Muppet caper came out in 1981, which is be when the Muppet show was winding down. Right. I mean, did you all know that? that No, I never, I never, I never even thought I never occurred to me. I just automatically assumed, and I never looked at the dates and and put the two of the two together. I just assumed they made the Muppet show and then it ended. Then they made the Muppet movie. Do you know what you got, by the way, for the first couple guests of The Muppet Show, if you hosted The Muppet Show? What? Jim Henson made you a Muppet in your likeness. They stopped doing it because it got cost prohibitive as time went on. But I think if you were in the first, I think it's the first five or six episodes, he would make you your own Muppet, stylized after you. And all I can think is, I'm thinking I could be wrong, but does that mean Ruth Buzzy has a Muppet of herself? That's probably like your obsession with Ruth Buzzy. I just like the I, name. I just well, really also, like Ruth the name. Buzzy. I'll defend Ruth Buzzy as she has not been doing well from what I understand on Twitter. Are you going to defend um, Chad? No, I'm not going to defend Chad, but Ruth okay. Buzzy has added something to the cultural. If if you've never seen any of the roasts with Ruth Buzzy, check them out. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Well, do you guys want to explain who Ruth Buzzy is to our audience? Who has James, that? I know her from the roast. That's the only thing I know her well, from. That's where I know her so from. great. She was so great playing basically the old lady foil that would come up and tell everybody they were bad and beat they the were... shit out and try to beat the shit out of Don. Um, yeah, used her Don. purse to smack people yeah, around. No, Ruth, but Literally, Ruth Buzzy was just a comedian, a comedian or a comedian from the, the 70s who appeared in a lot of like took basically any role she could get a part of TV shows, movie. Uh, she appeared in a few movies, TV shows, game shows. She was just there. As far as the standard person she showing up talented. on a roast, yeah. As far as the standard person show up on a roast, I'm not talking about Rickles and all that, but these people that were known for the roast, you could not. And they did other stuff too. I'm not taking away from. But Ruth Buzzy and Foster Brooks, if they were talking, if they were st- approaching the panel, you knew something was going to get said. It was going to be funny. You might feel bad about laughing about it later, but you were going to laugh. All right, so. Back to what I was saying, and was to go through kind of a brief history of this. Uh, there was the Muppets Take Manhattan in 1984, uh, Muppets Christmas Carol in 92, Muppets in Space in 99. By the way, I, I just want to point out you're missing one. 
um, actually pre Muppet show, there was the uh, my uh, Muppets Valentine's Day special, which I think was 1974. Oh, I've and, never seen it. And Muppet Sex and Violence was another TV special that happened after that one. Oh, I've never seen any of these. And that, and by the way, and this is the reason why we're doing all this is because they're, they're going to fill in the gaps of just certain things that I've. By oh. the way, you also did skip another one. There was Muppets Christmas Carol, and sir, you left out Muppets Treasure Island. Well, I, if you'll give me a minute. Well, I, you you jumped to 1999. I thought you were doing them chronologically. I did, but they actually this this list I'm pulling from did not have Muppets Treasure Island. It's missing a few things. Oh my God! That that's, I saw I Muppets mean, Treasure Island in the theater. I was the one. No, I saw it too. I saw that, and I saw Muppets Christmas uh, uh, Muppets Christmas Carol in the theater with my younger sibling at the time, who was very young at the time. She's not young anymore. She is, as time has progressed, so is she. Well, oh, what yes, I she to... has. <laughs> yes, she All right, then. <laughs> so what I want to talk a little bit about real quick, and then you guys go right back to, then we'll talk about the things that James wants to talk about and Chad wants to talk about, is that the the estate, of the Henson estate, Brian Henson directed Muppets. Uh, he directed the um, Muppet Christmas Carol, right? And he might have directed one of the other ones. And he's not, he's talented in his own right, the son of Jim Henson. But they were saddled with this, not only saddled with all the other stuff, but it isn't necessarily, they got a lot of grief because they sold the rights to the Muppets to a German, German company, EM TV and Merchandising. I, and again, real quick, if I interject real quick, if you do get a chance to watch that in their own words, Jim Henson thought it was going to sell to Disney. Yeah, he tried to sell it. They had been, and and that documentary goes into detail. And and Jim was known for being positive anytime he was working with the Muppets and things like that. And there, they they remember somebody is doing mm-hmm. a remembrance of him, and he came in and they said how it's going, and he said he he actually swore, and said this deal, this yeah, stupid deal. deal. Yeah. And and went on, and they were like, "Oh, it's not good." Yeah, he tried to. He always thought that that the Muppets belonged at Disney, and that was going to happen in the late eighties, early nineties. But he died, and, and it didn't happen. And the family took control, and they sold it to a German company. They ended up buying it back from the German company for a lot less money because the German company went under, and they bought it back from the German company, and then with. I think it's 2004. They paid them again, $75 million for the Muppets. So since 2004, the Muppets have been owned by Disney. Who some could argue they have done one good thing with the Muppets since then. <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 there's two, there's two things. I like the Muppet movie in 2011. The Muppets. Yes. Muppets most wanted probably has a few decent scenes in it. But I enjoy Muppets most wanted. It's I, not, it's not, not as, it's not the same as Muppets, the Muppet movie, not well the Muppets, I should say. But I, there's parts of it I enjoy. There are parts I enjoy, but it, it's just not a solid performance. And there's parts where it's just it's disappointing. But yeah, no, I'm not arguing. I, I I just think the Muppets is it was like we 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 saw that and they're like, oh, they're back, and then <laughs> just nope, <laughs> no. They weren't, and they weren't. And the other thing, the only two things I've really enjoyed since Disney's owned them, other than just more access to stuff, because every time they do a show, it doesn't really work for me. But I've enjoyed the Muppet movie, the Muppets. And then I like the the Haunted 
mansion the one they did last october was mm-hmm. pretty good no i enjoyed I that care. i didn't care for it guys that's okay i mean there's no room in hell mm. <laughs> but we shoved somebody over so you be there <laughs> no i you know i, I think that's the thing too i think the the thing that works with the muppets in my mind is that they are to be something that should be so very much of a time they are so adaptable right i mean puppet shows should not be we live in the age of computer animation well, we live in the age but there's something about them that adapts well i don't know i don't know if i agree with you because I don't know that they have adapted well. I don't know 50 years from now. Sesame Street, yes. But the actual mm-hmm. Muppets. And here's my thought about this. I in The Muppets came out in 2011. And I had a friend and he had younger children. I didn't have a kid at the time. And he was talking about, yeah, the kids are bored. And I was like, bored? I loved it. It was the Muppets. He's like, yeah, they did a rapping robot. They don't get any. They didn't get any of the references. Didn't get any of that stuff. And then I was show. I've tried to show a lot of it to my son, and I don't know that he overly cares. He felt about uh, the Muppet uh, Halloween special about the same damn way that Chad felt about it. I was well, cackling the whole time. We we're watching my, Florida last year. My daughter, my daughters uh, loved. Uh, so I'm having the opposite experience. My daughters love the Muppet move, the Muppets. I mean, we sing. Isn't it great? Isn't it grand? Um, still one of my favorite songs. Um all the time and they loved it and they loved See, they loved they oddly loved enough, Chad, every time I think about you, I think of the song You're number two. Yeah. For Muppets <laughs> Most Wanted. Yeah. But no, and and what I was saying is they loved Muppets Most Wanted too. They actually, I think in a lot of ways preferred Muppets Most Wanted over the Muppets, which I don't have that, but they both really enjoyed it. They did it's not like caper. the they did not like the Haunted Mansion thing. We were all sitting there kind of bored with it. But no, um that's and that's the only criticism I'll give to the Muppets um but yeah no they've enjoyed them they've enjoyed them and they and we're we're marathoning them the original muppet show now they're they're really into it well as i was say and obviously i have a different thing because and and you know my kids were younger when the muppet movie came out the muppets came out right uh but i mean you know my son had to for halloween had to be cramming them up cramming them up that's the only way he could say it but he knew he had to be cramming and by the way there was no merchandise yet. We had to make that costume. It did not exist. And so, but I mean, that's what he had to be. He knew he had to be. And so we still watch. I mean, it's, it's part of the, that was his first movie in theaters. We went and saw Muppets Most Wanted after that. If there's another Muppet movie that ever hits the theaters, we'll go see that. It's It's became part of this, you know, I guess the shorthand of things that we do together. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like I said, the electric mayhem series coming out. I, I please don't screw that up. Disney, please, please. Because I want that to be so good. Cause I love the electric mayhem. As do I. Uh, well, and also I, I was going to get into some of the other, but keep going because there's a lot of negativity behind the scenes I wouldn't say mean-spirited, but it is a business. And there's been a lot of fallout from a lot of people who were were invested into the Muppets for the last 20 or 30 years. Whether it be Steve Whitmire, who was the voice of Kermit after Mm -hmm. him for 27 years. Or Frank Oz, who's had a lot of criticism for the way the Muppets have been handled. Well, I, I think that's the thing, too, is that 
you know, I agree. And I understand those criticisms. And I, in some ways, I can even say, well, I support where you're coming from. I think one of the things that was lost was Jim Henson. And we, we guessed on the show, if you're happening to listen to this because you're a huge fan of the Muppets and you've never listened to this before, we had Philip Huber on as a guest. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was a marionette operator for being John Mount. Well, he's a marionette operator, but he's a, a puppeteer. Uh, and he did work with Jim Henson briefly. And he tells the story about how he auditioned for Jim. And he goes, that's just not right. He said he was not mean spirited about it, but he goes, there's a certain, you had to have a certain rightness about you, a certain, and I think, I guess for lack of a better term, it's a genocide, right? There's not a term yeah. for it. But if you lose somebody that identifies that and somebody that has their hand on the steering wheel, like, you know, I can look at somebody and be like, hey, I think they have talent. But if I don't have my hand on the steering wheel, I don't have a say. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what this all boils down to in my mind. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Frank Oz would say, no, you're an idiot. Here's where everything went wrong. But I, I think there's certain creations and I'm, I'm going to make some people mad here, but I'm going to do it because, hey, I can't, and you know, come to my house. I live on what's Chad's address. Anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> anyway, but there's certain creations that have a life beyond the creator. And I think the Muppets obviously have a life beyond their creator, but they yes. lose something. Um, I'll start with something near and dear to my heart. I would argue if you watch panic on the bridge, Gene Ronberry losing control of star Trek is probably why star Trek moved forward. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not taking weight. We don't have Star Trek without Gene Roddenberry. I'm going to also say George Lucas is the same way. I love George Lucas. Yep. He has given us a lot, but for Star Wars to evolve, I think him stepping back and I, do I love everything Disney's done? No. But can I look and say overall Star Wars is probably in a better place than it might have been? Yes. Uh, I don't know if I can say that about the Muppets. It's, I still, obviously, I've sat here talking about how much I love certain things about them. But I think Jim Henson was, for lack of a better term, that singular talent that mm. not everybody is that. And and I think I think when I, I hear a lot of those critiques, what I hear behind it, and there's a lot of sweetness to it, is it's not Jim. It's not Jim Henson. Yeah. And I think, and of course, the fan, I said, and I wish you up it's not and so i take the good that is there I, yeah i mean chad and i i remember chad and i talking about this and the one thing that they got right with the muppets was the heart so that movie in 2011 i thought the, mm -hmm. is it a perfect film by no means no is it i don't even know that it no but jason really siegel is a huge muppet geek jason siegel is a huge muppet geek and he got that right and that's what's missing from muppets most one it was a heart it doesn't doesn't have a heart to it like I, I it's hard for me to put in words other than that but there is a heart I can, it's, it's the great muppets caper i i can do it real quick it was one of the reviews i read where i'm like okay fair because i did enjoy muppets most one i own it on blu-ray so do i again, physical media all that stuff but i read a review of it and i was like okay that's fair is if we're supposed to believe you know this is taking place immediately after the mm. muppets and it's all about them coming back together and realizing that they're a family and all that stuff. And then they literally can't tell the difference between Kermit and evil Kermit. Oh, you've told me this before. Yeah. And I think that critique is probably what, because it literally, it in that way, it undoes the, the there's nobody else but them. Mm 
right? That's the, the, the they belong together. They need the theater. They need, and they then the next movie, dead. they leave the theater behind, and then they can't tell Kermit from another frog. And I'm like, okay, that is probably a resounding critique of you just undid the last movie. And so I was like, that's fair. I still enjoy the movie, but it's fair. That's a fair critique. I'll, yeah, sure. Okay. And you can't be wrong with Danny Trejo's in a Muppet movie. I'm just saying that or it has its moments. Yeah. I actually, and I said actually the number two song. Um, I, I, my kids and I do that back and forth sometime. I believe in equality as long as you get less than me. Um, but then, uh, and my wife loves uh, Tina Fey's uh, The Big House. Oh, yeah. No, I love that song too. I do. I really do. All right. But, there's so many great songs in the original in that, that Muppets movie that no. they actually and that's what I would say. I know not all of them are rock solid gold. But the Muppet films that have a lot of music, the music generally speaking, now obviously the first yeah. the Muppet movie. Especially but generally speaking Williams. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But by Hold the way, I don't know if you second. all heard the restoring the love is gone. Okay. Hold on for one second. We have a little bit of a Wi-Fi issue because God hates me. I don't know if that's true. Yeah, no, we've noticed that you keep trotting out. I don't know what else to call it. Hold on. He doesn't fight for the user. Let's see if that works a little bit better. Probably not. So, back to what you were saying about the Muppets and Paul Williams. And how he's amazing. No, I was gonna say how we, little the, the, uh, Paul Williams is great. Uh, Paul Williams is great, and and quite frankly, there's lyrics from some of those songs. Um, the the scene from the Muppet movie, the old classic one, um, where you know things are not going well, and they're sitting around the campfire, and it's one of my favorite lyrics of all time. Is just Gonzo very softly starting to sing. There's not a word yet for old friends who just met, and I love that line. There's yeah. something so iconic about that scene. And it's really a bummer kind of a scene, but then it it has this real sweetness to it. And and so I don't know. I, I but anyway, I, my overall point is when Muppet movies feature original music, looking at you, Muppets from Space, um, it tends to be really good. Like I I would argue if you take It Feels Like Christmas and pull it out of the Muppets and introduce somebody that's never and said, oh, this is a Christmas carol, and you played it for them, they'd be like, oh, that's a pretty good Christmas carol, right? It 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 works outside of even the framework. And by the way, uh, It Feels Like Christmas is one of my favorite Muppet songs. Yeah, and uh, it, you know, Am I Man or Am I Muppet was nominated for an Oscar. Yeah. It yeah. is a good song. Didn't it win? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure, man. I'm pretty sure that won the Oscar that year. Pretty much, it's like Highlander. Pretty much won the Oscar. Pretty much won the song for greatest song of all time. Are uh, you a man or are you a Muppet? But yeah, no. So I, I think that's there's just something about how these come together, right? And, and there's something when it works, it's so organic that you just come to expect it. Yeah. All right. We've kind of went through a lot of the history, a lot of the different things that a lot, a lot of people know about. By the way, 2012, best song, Man or Muppet. All right, sweet. Man or a Muppet. I'm both. 
I've got no jokes here. I'm going to stop. I want to stop before I say something else. All right. Now, I'm curious, gentlemen, what's your favorite Muppet property? What's your favorite Muppet movie, show, whatever? What's your favorite Muppet thing ever? Ooh, that's a hard one, dude. I know. It's like it's a show where we have conversations and talk. So I wanted to talk about this one because in doing research for this uh, show. Here he goes on his Dog City rant. I don't care for Dog City. Um, M- Emmett, M. Emmett Otter's overrated jug bad show. You no. watch the outtakes of that? No. Yeah, After no, this I is have... over, seriously, go watch the outtakes where Jim Henson, <laughs> just a character, starts a barrel or something breaks yeah, the... loose and rolls, and he just starts swearing in character, and it's hilarious. Yeah, I think it's him and Frank Oz, right? As yeah. the barrel, the barrel keeps being missing its cue, and they're just going off on one another see? in character. I, it's I it's something like, you see that effing thing? Yeah. <laughs> I've but it's it's in voice, so it's just perfect. Like, we're trying to do a movie here. You know, I'm not going to disparage Dog City. I'm really not. There are parts of it that i enjoy i have it on overall DVD. I, I found it on dvd at a uh a blockbuster going out of business blockbusters kids used to be a place nice. no um before i answer that did you all ever hear of jim henson's little muppet monsters yes it no. was half of a show right it was yeah i know about that it's no it's a whole show it lasted it only aired like I think I thought four it was, episodes. I thought it, well, I thought it was part of an hour. Like it was two Jim Henson properties, and it was the first half hour, and then the other one was another. And then when it got canceled, they made it. You could be right. Last an hour. You could, you be, could right. be crazy. I'm not it sure. Could just but... be the lunatic mm-hmm. I'm looking for. Yeah, I didn't Turn know. Turn out the lights. Don't try to save me. I did this on doing one of my re- one of my research on one of my because uh, uh, we all did three different versions of this show. We might hold off on do my version of the show for part two. I think maybe we'll see. We can, um, but no, no. Um, but uh, Little Muppet Monsters. It was a half hour show that only lasted. It only aired four episodes, but there's thirteen that were made. You can find uh, seven of these episodes on YouTube. It is the weirdest combination of puppetry work them showing um old clips of uh you know silent movies and then straight up animated up animated segments with the muppets is it weirder than the saturday night live land of gorge i think it is as two i mean i know that's that's comparing apples to orange flavored apples but I, I I was re- I, I don't know enough about this to talk about it because I just found it about forty minutes before we started this show and I started watching it and I am hooked. It is I amazing. Where is it? Is it on YouTube? It's on YouTube. You can find seven episodes on YouTube. Um, they even have some of the unaired ones, such as um, uh, Little Muppet Monsters Foo Foo Fooey, um, and the Gunk and uh, Ma- uh, Gunko. So I don't know. I, I am fascinated by this show, guys. And, and if any of our listeners love the Muppets, get on YouTube, type in Jim Henson's Little Muppet Monsters and watch a few of these episodes. It's fascinating. But hey, Real ahead. quick, I want to say, if you if you want to find some obscure Muppet information, finish listening to our episode. But then, then uh, Tough Pigs is a broadcast that does deep, deep dives of Muppet history. They've been, they've got a website and I think they're on, I, I want to say, 300 episodes. They are fascinating if you're a diehard Muppet fan. They actually have done several episodes about that and kind of the backstage, what happened, what why it didn't make it. Um, 
but also Muppet History, if you go on Twitter, Muppet History, they do a daily, here's what happened today in Muppet History, and it, it's really informative. Both that of those, is a I, Muppet fan. But no, I, you, I, I follow both of them, so there you go. Yeah, no, if you made me, if you sit here and said, Chad, pick a, pick a Muppet property that you really, really love, man, it's going to be hard for me to pick, but I would probably pick the Muppet movie. Yeah, I'm kind of leaning towards that, too. I know you guys are talking about all the songs and all the other movies and things you like, and there are things. I mean, my favorite moment of all time, maybe, and I don't, it's so hard to pick. I think my favorite little scene is from the Muppets Take Manhattan when the waitress comes up, or when the, when the you know, because of the rats, and he goes, yeah. can I get you anything? Yeah, the number to the board of health. It's in my brain. Yeah, it will be in my brain till it all just ekes away and it's gone. Dementia, or Alzheimer's, but I mean, it's hard to beat the Muppet movie. I mean, right. Rainbow Connection. Yeah, no, I, the, I mean the, the Electric Mayhem song. What, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Can you picture that? Can you, can you picture, picture that? that? They performed that at D twenty three. I I have heard that song a billion times. They performed it and tweeted it, and I'll said and 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 then I reshared it. Yeah, through Bonehead. But I honestly sat there and I watched it. It didn't matter. I love that song. I love the message yeah. behind that song. I love everything about it. So moving right along, moving yeah, right along. I do yeah. it all the time to my kids, and then immediately go da 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 da. But loose and fancy, free, free, and and the puns in the uh, bear in his natural environment. A Studebaker. Yeah, I, I, I. My father left it to, or my uncle left it to me. Oh, I'm sorry. He's hibernating. <laughs> I mean, just no. It's just great, and it also has a bazillion stars in it, and it has Orson. <laughs> Steve Martin, would you like to sniff the bottle cap? <laughs> <laughs> now you made me want to go watch the Muppet movie. I yeah. love that movie. I'm going to make this... my kids sit through it this weekend. But you know, I, so I, I guess my, I mean, the Muppet movie in some ways, I think as far as a personal connection. It is a long-standing tradition. My father started it. He didn't go to movie theaters since I've been born. He went to movie theaters three times before he passed away. Uh, he lived for quite a while, folks. It's not, but he just didn't go. To, he didn't like to go to movie theaters. It was, and I love it. But um, the films he saw in theaters when I was really young, he went with my mother to take us to see E.T. Yeah, and then. Um, we were on a vacation with them. We went with my parents somewhere. We had to stay in a hotel. And he looked across the way, and a Garfield, A Tale of Two Kitties, oh, was God, playing in the theater. I had to watch and he was like, I like Garfield. Let's go watch that. And oh. I was like, cool, let's go. Uh, I mean, because he very rarely went, you never told him no. And then the last movie he went to, and it literally turned him off from going to the theater, is he went to see Marley and me. Oh, no. Or as my wife refers to it, the puppy snuff film. Um, so anyway, uh, that being said, but so my father watched everything when it came out on VHS. We would rent movies. We would do a lot of that stuff. And and once he saw Muppets Christmas Carol, it became a standing tradition. And I'm keeping that we've kept it alive since he's passed away. You eat Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. And then you watch Muppet Christmas Carol. And that kicks off our Christmas season. It is kind of our standard. In my wife's family, it's Black Friday shopping, which is perfectly fine. I've gotten into that with them. That's perfectly fine. But the Thomas family tradition is eat Muppet's Christmas Carol. And that's how we kick off the holiday season. And my father maintained, like he used to love it. Alistair Sims, 
um, mm -hmm. Scrooge. It's my favorite too. But he said nobody played it as realistic as somebody that could be say. And my father loved Dallas Star Sins, but he goes, but you still believe it. You know, if the devil showed up the next night and said, you can go back to being evil, I'll take care of it. Alistair Sims might go back. But he said, with Michael Caine, the way he played it, you believed he was actually yeah. permanently changed, that it had something. And so, I mean, I want to say the Muppet movie, but as far as personal connection, there is something now embedded in my mind that will always say, mm, I got to give something to Muppet's Christmas Carol. And as you said, that was dedicated to Jim Henson and somebody else. Who else is it? I've seen that credit a thousand times and I can't remember. But anyway, I mean, it was kind of the their their spirit lives on movie too in some ways. Right. I it, it's it's a movie I I liked. I, I don't have as a, the same attachment to it than you do, but there's some great. There's a lot of great stuff in that. <laughs> Rizzo and, and Gonzo one, are fantastic. And, and by the way, my dad's favorite Muppet of all time was Rizzo. When when Muppets from Space came out, Welch's did jelly glasses. Mm -hmm. And they had one with Rizzo on. And I, my father was generally speaking relatively cheap like he didn't buy you know as he always said you don't buy the cereal for the toy inside but i can remember being in the store and he very rarely went shopping either like even grocery shopping he'd be like go get what we need and but he happened to be in the store and he looked over and they had the display of the welch's glasses and he saw they had one with rizzo and he literally walked over grabbed it, it was grape jelly and he goes i think we need grape jelly and it was like i'm not arguing with it um mm -hmm. and he used that glass forever I mean, forever. So I, I think that's, um, like you said, Rizzo. But again, that's, it works because there's so many uh, great lines in it that just work out really, really well. And they've, they've started to slip into conversations that I've had with, again, with my kids and all that stuff because they're just great lines. All right. So we've talked about the movies. We've talked about our favorite moments. Gentlemen, do you want to save our favorite mo uh, Muppets for the next episode? I think we should. I think yeah. we should. Um, and, and I know we're about it. We're probably about an hour, maybe a little bit over. Yeah. Um, but I've got one question for you to end this on. Since we're talking about Muppets and where they've been and perhaps in some ways where they're going with the, the electric mayhem. I've got a question for you all. I yes. think Walter worked really well as a new character in the Muppet movie mm -hmm. or the Muppets. Mm -hmm. I know it's tough. Do we need new Muppets? Yes. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> you know, it briefly worked when they had, when it looked like they were going to have a small resurgent with the Muppets tonight. And we had a uh, cliff. Yep. Uh, I, I'll defend cliff. I like I'll cliff. defend cliff too. Uh, um, Muppets tonight is a lot better than Muppets now. Yeah. Oh, completely agree with Agreed. you. Agreed. Everybody, oh, yeah. the Muppets now was, I couldn't, I never finished it. I never could finish no, it. No, oh, I did. It, I, I kind of hated that it ended on a cliffhanger. Um, is unwatchable for me. I, I had a hard, I, I, yeah, I had a hard time with it too. I never did go back to finish it. Um, but no, and that's saying something because we, we all love the Muppets. I could, I've never, I've never finished watching But it. yeah, I don't think it ever yeah, has some have... lines in it that I loved. Welcome I don't ever think it, tail. I definitely don't think it ever hurts to have a new Muppet, especially one that maybe adds a little extra to the like Walter made the Muppets movie, in my opinion. Um, I loved his character. Uh, I love Cliff. Um, I was kind of upset when Cliff wasn't uh, used enough in uh, the Muppets, Muppets in space. Uh, Muppets from space. 
but no, I, I always think there's always room for a new character. Cause I mean, yeah. you know, it has to grow. It has to grow. Yeah. Well, and I, th- I, I, and I always think about, you know, like I you, can need, remember... you, you do need a character that represents the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember, you know, they added Pepe and tons <laughs> of people love Pepe. I loved Pepe. Pepe. I'm a prawn, okay? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love Pepe. No, I, so I, the only reason I wanted to ask that is I think sometimes people have a different response than we have because I agree. I'm like, add new ones. I mean, don't, now don't tell me, don't, don't pull a Transformer movie where I'm 10 minutes into the next uh, Muppet movie and you kill Kermit off. Don't do that to me. But if you want to add new characters, I say, I would say, but I have heard people say, no, no, it should only be about the class. And I'm like, I don't know. Offense, I, I, I kind of get, I, I, I respect the character, but I'm tired of seeing Miss Piggy as a, as a front character in every single movie they do. I get that she's important, but put her in the background, put animal at the front, put, put, you know, just make, you have a whole menagerie of amazing characters in this, in this collection. That's what I'm and, kind of excited they focus about. The on Man. Kermit. They focus on Kermit. They focus on Piggy and occasionally Fozzie and Gonzo. Those are your top four. They don't need to be the focus every single time. I would love to see a Rolf. I would love to see Miss Piggy take a back seat and Rolf take take the front. Yeah. Uh, well, by the way, one of my favorite um, favorite lines, and speaking of underused characters, and it is an Electric Mayhem line, but it's one of my favorite lines from any Muppet property ever and i never will get to work it into casual conversation is it's an electric mayhem scene and it's like floyd 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 skipped a beat again let's move on <laughs> and it's just i love the like because floyd's effectively a stoner he's right he's, he's seen yeah. some things man and i just love the delivery of that floyd 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 skipped a beat let's move on <laughs> I will never get to use that in my day-to-day life. But I think it all the time. Like if I'm in a meeting and people are saying the same thing over and over again, if I if I was independently wealthy, the amount of times I would just stand up and say, Floyd, Floyd, Floyd skipped a beat, let's move on, and then walk out the door would be much higher. It would be because I love that line. And so to your point, Chad, I am so pumped for this Electric Mayhem show, and I hope I hope they don't uh, d- don't do it wrong because God, I love those characters, Doctor Teeth, all of them, love them. If you if you have a chance to go to the puppetry puppetry museum, which is now the single biggest collection of Jim Henson, and it's not just Jim Henson; it's puppetry writ large, fascinating museum. But they have the original sketching for Doctor Teeth and how how Henson designed him, and it is fascinating to see about what he wanted him to be about how in some ways he was meant to kind of mirror Elton John and some other big acts. And it's, yeah. just, it's cool to see it. So there you go. All right, guys, this has been our Muppets part one. Tune in next week when we talk about our favorite Muppets. Will it all, will all of our answers be Madonna? Madonna? Grrrr. <sighs>